Welcome to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. Wildly Balanced is your weekly permission slip to bring more fun and wildness into your work-life balance. Join us every week for our favorite tips on how to have more fun, shift your mindset, and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We've got a bittersweet episode today because we are joined with the beautiful Haley Wilson, but we are missing Jill. Jill had some technical issues and she wishes she could be here, but she's not. Her Wi-Fi decided to give out just in the nick of time of recording. So she will not be here today, but she sends her spirit. She told me to channel her in the episode. So I might sing for you all. You might get a little taste of that. So stay tuned. Listen to the end. Might be a juicy one. But yeah, we are joined by the amazing Haley Wilson. She is here to empower you to live your most authentic, soul-aligned life. She started coaching people in the music industry because there was a point where she felt lost in the hustle and bustle of the industry. And now she is determined to create safe spaces for every person in all facets of the music community. That's so cool. Welcome, Haley. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. I thought this was going to be a super, well, I know this is going to be a super interesting episode because we haven't had anybody from the music industry in here. And I'm really curious to see like how the music industry, how you got into it, who you are as a person, just slide that in there. And then like how that kind of ties in with your authenticity, soul coaching. For sure. So I honestly have like loved music since I can remember. I remember like being on the bus in seventh grade, learning every single word to a Gucci Mane and Lil Wayne song. Oh my God. <laughs> that is and, like, an I would, image. Right. And I would sit in front of the computer. Like I would get home from school and like sit in front of the computer and like learn all the words to like smack that by Akon and like all these like explicit songs. Literally and classic. so then I went to college and I was going to be a psych major. So I wanted to be a psychologist for like people who were in prison and stuff like that. Ooh. And then I realized I didn't want to do that. Because, you know, it's a lot of energy, like picking up on people's energy like that. So I figured, okay, like what else could I do? So I went to be a communications major instead. And then I watched the J. Cole documentary of him filming Power Trip. And I was like, this, like, this is what I want to do. I want to be in this. And then it turned out that my school had an arts management degree with a music industry concentration. So I did that. And then I interned at the Charleston Music Hall in Charleston, South Carolina, interned at Madison Square Garden. And then I got a internship at Rhino Records. It's Warner Music Group's catalog label. So I was doing marketing for them. And then after that, Got a full-time job at Warner Records as an admin assistant in marketing. And then I was there for about a year or so. Then my next job, I was about, it was, yeah, I was there for a year or two. And I was doing influencer marketing in the music industry. And now I am at this company called Dice. And it's fucking awesome. And I love it so much. And I'm an account coordinator here. Damn, that's so cool. I feel like we just got a deep dive into like your entire resume. And I love yeah, that. That was my resume. So good. Also, I don't know exactly how old you are, but you were, as you were saying, like going into the computer and like learning all the lyrics. I can just imagine like going to the desktop computer, like in the yes. computer room with like all of your friends around you back before like cell phones and all that. 
Yep. I was the same way. I wasn't into like the cool stuff though. I was into like the Jonas Brothers. Still am. Okay. I love the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. And I remember sitting around the computer in the computer room and like all of my friends were like, oh my God, we found the Jonas Brothers phone number when that was like circulating on the web. And it was like, we phoned them. And we're like, this is probably definitely the actual Jonas Brothers and not like a computer or someone trolling. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember when they had numbers that you could like call and like leave these famous people voice messages? We spent like an entire afternoon doing that one time, like all of our <laughs> favorite people, except we got to the last one and they're like, if you'd like to send it, like click pound. And we're like, we have not done that on any of them. <laughs> A whole afternoon ruined. Basically just my youth wasted. Right. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. That's so funny. Like, and I think this, this goes into like a big value of mine too, like being a fan of music, because when you get into the music industry, you know, there's so many people that are jaded and you can get jaded really easily, but really just like coming back to your fan self and staying true to that is like so important, I feel like, and it's important in not getting jaded and just like loving what you do. So I think that's important too. Mm, That's so good. And I think it's really interesting that you did like a full 180 in your schooling from like, I don't even remember what you said. I'm the worst with words. Psychologist? Yeah. Yeah. Psychologist to like diving headfirst into the music industry. I think that's so cool. Thanks. It's funny too, because it really tied into what I'm doing now. Like being a life coach in the music industry is both. So it's just so interesting how everything kind of comes together eventually. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And music industry coach, I feel like is a term that I've never heard before as like someone who's indulged in the coaching industry for so long. It's been like three years now of like supporting the coaching industry. And yeah, I've never heard or I've never seen a music industry coach. And I'm curious what that means. Yeah. So I just actually worked on this with my business coach because I I'm still trying to get clear on just like the messaging because I know how I can help people and I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to like portray that to people sometimes. So I am here to like really connect people back to their craft because we really lose our creativity as, you know, growing up because we adhere to societal norms and school, you know, color inside the line, like do this, do that. And we kind of lose our creative freedom. So really just bringing people back to their creative selves and their inner child and connecting to that and connecting to their purpose, connecting to the why they're doing this. Like, why are you in the music industry? Do you remember how it felt when you created something that you just absolutely loved and felt super connected to? And then like really helping them connect to their authenticity as well. Mm. So good. And I love that authenticity. It's a hard word. It's an $11 word right there. Comes up a lot in your business because it's so important to like hone in and be authentic. Yeah, I very much so because it's like what makes you unique. You know, I always see I was working. Well, two of the jobs that I worked for, they would try to like force these artists to be somebody that they're not, especially on social media and like in their music and so that they can make a buck, you know, and it's just it for me, I think I personally believe like that is the 
I don't know, like they're just going to fail. You know, if you're not authentic to yourself, you're going to get tired of pretending to be somebody that you're not. And eventually you're going to be like, oh shit, this is not aligned with me. And you, you can't pretend forever. So I think starting your career as an artist in your authenticity and creating from an authentic space is super, super important for like a long lasting, like longevity in your career. Mm, that's so good. A freaking men, you can't pretend forever. And I feel like that's such an important part of just a, an important lesson for just like any of our listeners. Like even if you aren't in the music industry is like the only way to succeed is to authentically be yourself. And that's going to like be true for every industry and especially the music industry. Cause it's so common to like pretend to be someone else. And like, I feel like a lot of record labels that I've heard, I'm not big in the music industry, but it's like, you have to be this image and like change yourself to be this image of what sells. And it's just insane. And I've noticed I have a couple friends and like social media influencers that I've seen who are doing music or doing like book deals and stuff. And a lot of like book publishing too is like, you know, you don't get to remain authentic. They kind of, you get to like present yourself and then they're like, okay, we're going to pick and choose what we like. And that's, what's going to sell, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I see it from a business standpoint and from the artist standpoint, because the business is putting so much money into these people. It's like, okay, they want to recoup. But I think that what they're not understanding is that the artist knows their craft best and the artist knows their fan base best and making a strategy around that and like what the artist knows and how they're feeling will go longer than just putting money behind a fake fan base. Cause you know, I think about it and I'm like, okay, why do I like the artists that I'm a fan of? And it's nine times out of 10, it's their personality before their music. It's like, if I don't like your personality, I'm probably not going to listen to your music. Damn. That's true. Do you think that like in the age of TikTok and social media, it's easier for people to like build an audience and step into the music industry world than it was a while ago back in the olden days when people had computer rooms (laughs) I do I do think it's definitely easier for people to cut into uh well really target their fan base because the algorithm is so fucking specific like back then when people had computer rooms people had to go you know, like literally bring their physical CDs to people and like sell it that way. So things are just more accessible now. And, you know, you can be a fan of, I feel like you can kind of be a fan of like more artists nowadays than before because, well, it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, but there's more, there's so many more artists now who are like famous, I feel like. Totally. Totally. Back in the day when you had to hand out your CDs or your mixtapes. Yeah. Back in the day. And now you can fit infinite CDs on Spotify. Absolutely. That's so interesting to think about. And like I said, as someone who's not really like in the, like I listen to music all the time, always. It's great. But like, I've never really thought more into like the music industry field. And that's so interesting. You get like an inside scoop before when we were talking about like coming on this podcast, you were like, talking about your work-life balance and how you're constantly embrace that spiritual side and the practicality side. And I want to hear more about that and how it kind of ties into your coaching. Yeah. So 
I, with my coaching, I definitely, definitely, definitely believe that going into the subconscious is really, really powerful and kind of like where a lot of the change happens. So in a sense, I guess that's kind of the spiritual side-ish, like, because we go into meditation, do EFT, like visual, like deep visualizations, all that good stuff. So I'd say like, that's more of the spiritual side. Oh, also like pulling Oracle cards and Reiki. So kind of diving into like the spiritual body as well as the subconscious mind is incredibly important to me and to my clients as well. And then the more practical side of it is like asking the powerful questions and allowing like that space for that person to really open up and just be able to chat about anything, chat about their day, what's coming up for them in that moment. So yeah, just balancing both of them. And it, and then in my personal life, I feel like it can be pretty difficult because as grounded as I can be, I can be like very up in the air too, like very in my head and like getting all those downloads, like can be really overwhelming at times then just like coming back to earth and like literally grounding myself going out for a walk like sitting in the grass visualizing like roots coming from my feet into the earth and but still also being connected to you know the spiritual side as well Mm, I'm a big fan of grass (laughs) of grass and like grounding yourself with the earth. Yeah. I feel like, like you said, coaching, like the practicality side of it is like coaching is all just like holding space for people and holding space for someone. And sometimes that looks like grounding and like helping them kind of tune inward and that kind of stuff. And sometimes it looks like just like talking like friends, just holding space for someone as like they cry or like they just tell you about their day they just need that. And that like will really help ground them in that way. So it's super interesting to see all sides of things. Yeah. It can be pretty difficult, especially in the, well, I think in any industry, you know, if you don't have your boundaries, it's, it's very difficult, but yeah, in the music industry, I feel like when people, it's like expected to, for you to work around the clock in a lot of companies. But one thing that I've learned over the past six months is like, we've been taught that, oh, this is the music, this is just the way the music industry is. This is just the way the music industry is, you know? And coming into this job that I'm in right now, like we have such incredible values and morals, then like, it's so different than any other company that I've witnessed in the industry. And if anybody's listening (laughs) out there and is in the music industry and has been told, oh, $15 an hour is like standard, well, like, fuck their standards. Like, you can go to a company, you can find a company in the music industry that will pay you your worth, and you'll be so much happier that you did because not that money is attached to my worth, but it's like I'm not on this earth to survive. I'm here to thrive, and there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish, and, like, I want to travel. I want to eventually buy a house, and... I'm not here to work for somebody for $15 an hour, like, and be undervalued by them. Like my time is important. I'm important. A freaking men. Mm. Say that again for the people in the back. That was a good one. Thank you. 
Damn. And I feel like that's such a common theme, like not just in the music industry, but also like I've seen that so much in entrepreneurship too. just like whatever you're doing. If you're working for yourself, it's like I didn't want to work a nine to five. So now I work 24 hours a day. And it's like you can set boundaries. You don't have to be available all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just and then you end up presenting it. There's just no point in working that much. It's so much about balance and like even back to your podcast name, like wildly balanced, like, and it's okay to not have balance all the time. Like, it's okay if you're like, oh, I need to work until eight tonight. Okay. But just Mm -hmm. make sure that you go in late tomorrow or something. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm a firm believer of that. I'm getting better with my boundaries. Thanks to Jill and the podcast because she is the balance boundaries queen. But yeah, I sometimes I find myself like I'm going to work till like midnight tonight and then I'm going to I'm going to take the next two days off, you know, just because like, I don't want to leave my clients high and dry. And like, I want to continue to support them and grow my business. But it's like, I also want to go camping or I want to do stuff. Absolutely. I totally hear that. That's awesome that you're able to like set those boundaries and have Jill who can help you set those boundaries. Yes. Queen Jill, we're thinking about you. Yes. Amazing. I'm curious if there's an important lesson that you've learned in your career either if that's coaching, if that's music industry, if that's working for yourself in entrepreneurship, like just an important lesson that you've learned that you want to share with our beautiful listeners? I think that's a really good question, by the way. I like that question a lot. Thank you. You can steal it for your podcast. (laughs) I may, honestly. Hmm. I mean, there's so fucking many, but I think like the greatest one that applies to every aspect is to really just enjoy the journey And as cliche as that is, like really just enjoying the journey and staying present, because like I said, with being a psych major at first and then going to the music industry, like I was a psych major for a reason. Like now I'm a life coach, you know, so it's really all about the details that create that bigger picture, because in reality, like there's no like end point if that makes sense. Like, so just in or final like destination, because once you get to that destination, you're probably going to want more. Your goals are going to change. You're going to like elevate your goals. And that's, that's just how life works. So enjoying the journey on every step that you take is like so powerful. There's so much power in being present. I feel like that's really common. And like, especially switching from like a regular quote job to like a entrepreneurial job or like a nine to five to entrepreneurship is like a nine to five is very much like sit here and work for eight hours and then look forward to like tonight or look forward to the weekend or like you can book time off and take your vacation days in six weeks you know it's like so much like waiting for it and it's like that doesn't happen in entrepreneurship and you shouldn't want you shouldn't have to like wait for the weekend or like wait to go on vacation. And that was a huge value I had in my business when I started is just like freedom of being able to like take time off and go on vacations and go to Bali for two months and still continue to work. And it's been really like eye-opening in the last little bit of like my business is not like I'm not enjoying the journey. And so there's a bunch of shifts that need to happen to like enjoy the journey (laughs) and make it so I'm not like waiting for the weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even having that awareness is like so powerful too. So like fucking props to you. Like that's powerful. Yeah. I feel like it all starts with awareness. So totally. Damn. So 
Good. And another question I had for you is what is a common myth about your, like about the music industry or about your job? I'm asking the hard hitting Mm. questions now. I love it. Here for it. Hmm. Very good question. A common myth I think is that common myth is that you have to hustle hard to get to where you want to be. I just don't believe that. Obviously, like when I'm working, I'm working very effectively and very efficiently, but I'm not going to, you know, say I'm on vacation and I'm not going to jump when, if somebody asked me to jump. And that's like, honestly, like the company that I'm working for is just so, so amazing. Like we have unlimited holiday and we're also a UK based company. So we have all of the UK values, like unlimited holiday and like fair pay. (laughs) So the music industry in the UK is really, really different than the US. But yeah, I would say, yeah, it's like so, so different. And I think that with the hustle hard, no boundaries, working mentality, like it comes with a lot of honestly, it comes with a lot of like PTSD and trauma. Like I know a lot of people who like worked for certain companies that it just creates such, such a low vibration within you. And like, you just don't, the value and worth within yourself is so low when you work for companies that don't value you and just think that you're replaceable because in their eyes you are. So long-winded answer for that question. But I think the myth is, you know, you have to work hard to get to where you're going. Because you don't have to work hard. I love that. And I also love the testament to the music industry, especially in the U.S., that the perks of the job is fair pay and time off. And this just goes to show, like, how corrupt just everything is. Yeah, right? Like... I started at Warner and was making $15 an hour in LA, like in LA, like you can't even get, you can't, you can't even get a coffee. You can't for that even much. get like a drink for $15 there. That's insane. So I know. Right. Wow. Damn. So. Yeah. Know your value. And I, it's so important just like anybody to like, if you have a team or if you are on a team, just like the amount of like the relationship changes, if you value each other, or if you feel valued on the team, it's like, it's going to be like tenfold. 100%. Like knowing that my bosses, like higher ups have my back is just, it's so comforting. Like it literally feels safe. And I think a lot of people don't feel safe in their jobs because it's so demanding and unpredictable. And so, Mm. you know, if, if you grow up even without the music industry, you like grow up in a, like a, toxic household where life is unpredictable and then you go into the music industry where music was your escape and now you're going to work for the music industry and then it turns out to not be a safe space like and things are unpredictable like you're just constantly in fight or flight mode and that is not good for your nervous system (laughs) like that doesn't that doesn't bring joy like I just think people need to do what brings joy and what genuinely like feels good to them and I feel like I can relate to a lot of that too because I've had clients in the past like been virtual assisting for three years almost three years over three years been virtual assisting for a while and so I've had clients where it's like I don't feel valued in the relationship and I don't you know it's like and I don't want to log on and like see an email from someone and be like oh shit what is this about or like you know like I use Voxer a lot with a lot of my clients so it's like logging on and seeing like a voice message and being like oh my god what's happening are they going to fire me and it's like 
they're not going to fire me. Like I didn't do anything wrong, you know, and just like feeling undervalued like that is, is not fun. And it was a good wake up call of like, yeah, these, these clients did not last very long. So I was like, I don't want to be undervalued. Yes. Cause you know, your you know, your power and you know, your worth and you deserve to be treated like a human. The little things, (laughs) you know, (laughs) compassion, whatever. It's fine. Just the little things. All of our listeners, you deserve to be treated like a human and don't you ever forget it. Never. Never, ever. I don't know if you listen to our guest episodes, but you should because they're amazing. And we've had some kick-ass guests on here. But one of the questions that we always ask before we end out the podcast is your unpopular opinion about your business. And I know I've I've asked kind of like similar questions today, but I want you to get ruthless. I want you to offend some people and I want to hear your unpopular opinion that many people might not agree with, whether it's Mm. coaching or music industry, or I'm trying to stall so you can think Um, (laughs) like any aspect in life. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. That was great. I, well, I'm an Aries, so I'm full of hot takes and unpopular opinions that are probably popular, but people don't want to say, so I say it anyway. But We I love think, to hear it. We love thank to hear you. it. Thank you so much. I think that with being authentic and with, you know, having like your, knowing your power and knowing your worth and living from an authentic place is going to come with unpopular opinions and hot takes and people are not going to like you. And just be that fucking person anyway, because that's going to make you relatable. The people who aren't going to relate can go and you're being true to yourself. And that's all that matters. And, you know, as long as you're doing it from not like an asshole type way, you know, Carly and I were talking before this and somebody has a podcast called Lovingly Blunt. As long as you're being lovingly blunt (laughs) like that, that's all that matters. Mm, that's so good. I love lovingly blunt. It's such a good life motto. And it's really just accepting, unapologetically accepting what serves you and releasing what doesn't. Exactly. Being authentic. Exactly. I love it. Amazing. And I feel like that's something that the people pleaser in me has been struggling with for so long. And like my business is going through a bunch of shifts right now of like stepping more into authenticity And with that, it's like, I don't have to please everybody and I get to do scary things. And if they serve me better than they're meant to be, you know, it's, it's literally terrifying though, because it's like, oh God, well, being like us being humans, like in caveman days, we would run in packs, right? So people are naturally social beings because we had to run in packs to stay alive. So like, if people didn't, if those people didn't like you, you're, you're going to probably die. So like now in, now that we're like in a developed society where we are able to be individuals, we feel that, oh my God, if people don't like me, I'm going to die literally. And it's so dramatic, but like, that's the way our brain looks at it. And so it is scary. Like it is scary for people to not like us because we, we want to be liked, right? Like we want to run in that pack, but we're able now to not have to do that. (laughs) Like if people don't like us, we're not going to die. But yeah, no, I, I hear that it's fucking scary, but 
I feel like it's the most courageous thing that you can do is just really stepping into your power and shining your light. This whole podcast, I just wanted you to come on to hype me up and you did. So thank you. <laughs> I think that's Sorry, so anytime. Anytime. Thank you. She'll be on next week at two. We'll have Jill back. <laughs> I think that's so yeah. interesting. I've never, I didn't know that. And that's mm-hmm. super interesting to hear that. Like, it makes sense. Like we ran in packs and we needed people to like us. And I feel like that kind of mindset has just continued to grow, but also like our social circles have grown. Cause like you and I never would have met if not for social media and not for like the internet. Cause we live in yeah. different countries, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't, since that social circle has grown and you're like around more people and meeting more people on a daily basis, like it's impossible to please everybody. Whereas like in this caveman packed, you had like what, 10 people, 12 people around you. Right. It's a lot easier yeah. to please 12 people than like 12,000. Yep. Yep. I really like that lovingly blunt thing. I really, really love that because just being like lovingly blunt with people and having these like deep conversations rather than it being an argument, rather than like acting from a place of like a triggered wounded child, just act from a place of like compassion and love and see this person as who they are. If you are doing things and like stepping into your authentic self, the universe is like, bish you ready. And like things will happen that you're not prepared for. And it's like, well, this is for the highest good, you know, like things that seem shitty will happen. But then later it'll be a lesson of like, oh, that was supposed to happen because otherwise I'd be like, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yes. Uh, wait, you just, I just got a download after you said that. Um, Tell us. You're like literally, if people, you know, you're showing up as your authentic self and people aren't liking it, you're literally getting rid of those, that energy that's dragging you down and you're making space for like new things to come to you. Like it's literally just like a drawer if you have like so much shit shoved into a drawer, you're not gonna be able to fit anything else into it. So like clear that shit out so that the universe can put more things into your drawer. Marie Kondo that shit, get it all organized, make space for more. Absolutely. She knew what she was doing. Miss Ma'am. I feel like Marie Kondo is a life coach because she took your unorganized shit drawer and like organized it and like made space for more. Yeah. You know? Like you didn't have to get rid of much. You got rid of what didn't serve you. And then what did serve you, she like confined so you can continue to grow and add more space. Mm. I love that. She's just an energetics coach. That's it. Damn. It all makes sense now. (laughs) I can love Marie Kondo. I know, right? It just goes to show that like your physical space really does affect your mental space too. Mm, That's so true. Before we did, before I sat down for the podcast, I did like a 10 second cleanup of my... Mm of my office, which is also my room because millennials, I just feel a lot more refreshed and ready. Yeah. I did the same thing. I cleaned up. I like folded the blankets. I got on real pants. So I think that helped also. Thank you so much. I cannot say the same. I've been in sweatpants all day. Oh, well, yeah. So sweatpants are my real pants is what I changed into. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's what the podcast is called. Sweatpants are real pants with Haley Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much that's also another thing yeah right that's also another thing I love about the music industry you can literally wear anything into the office oh that's so good it's great I work from home and on zoom you see like top half of me so I'm never in real pants I wore jeans yesterday for the first time and I was like why oh yeah yeah it was a friend's um, birthday 
Oh, yeah. I got to, to dress friends. up. Although he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt under a sweater vest. And I was like, it's a look. It's that could be a vibe. That could be a vibe. It was a thirst store vibe. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I like it, though. It. it was his birthday. He could do what he wanted. Exactly. Exactly. I haven't worn jeans in so long. I don't know how it's going to feel again. Like in the fall, I've just been wearing mm-hmm. biker shorts and like sweatpants. That's fair. Yeah. If I could give you one word to describe jeans, constricting. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've only been buying and purchasing uh, like stretchy pants because even like in biker shorts, I'm like, this is too tight. I can't do it anymore. That's so fair. Non-stretchy pants do not serve us, and we are not inviting them into our lives. Goodbye. Out of our drawers. Amen. For better, <laughs> stretchier pants. <laughs> exactly. Carly, you know what's up. You know what's up. I got you. Amazing. Well, another thing that we always do with the podcast is whether it's a guest episode or non-guest episode is your permission slip for the week. So I think this would be a good time to share your permission slip. I'll go first just so you can have a little bit of time to think. Again, I'm stalling for you like the gentleman that I am. Thank you. Usually Jill just like springs it on me and was like, hey, you knew this was coming, but like, what's your permission slip? And every time I am caught off guard. So now I'm catching myself off guard. Love it. So my permission slip this week is to raise my standards. You were talking about Oracle cards earlier and I was going through a hard time of like shifting and growing and trying to decide like what was next for my business. And I have this beautiful deck that I have right here in my drawer. Wow. It's called (laughs) Healing with the Fairies. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's from Doreen Virtue is the is the author of it. And my mom had this deck growing up. So I was like oh, nice. acquainted with it. And I really wanted it for Christmas one year and she got it. And I swear to God, like me and these fairies, we tight. I we always it. tight. And it was funny. Cause I was like doing a card pull and I was on a video chat with my friend and I was like trying to see what like was coming up and like what was next for my business. And I was like, how will my life change? And then three cards popped out when I was doing that. And if you, you probably know with Oracle cards, but like if cards pop out, it's just like that reaffirming answer of like, did I stutter bitch? (laughs) I just love it. I love it so much. And one of the cards that I got the three cards and they were, one was moving forward fearlessly. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. And then it was financial flow. Cause that was something else I was worried about. There you go. You know, and then the last one was raising your standards. And I was like, okay, fairies, I hear you loud and clear. So that's amazing. So that's we love the, the fairies. We do love the fairies. So that's one of the lessons that I'm going to keep with me. That's beautiful. Honestly, Thank you. did you like, you said that you're, you like feel connected to fairies. Did you like Peter Pan growing up? I did actually. I did really like Peter Pan. It's a good one. It's a good show. It is. Okay, so my permission slip, can I give two? Absolutely. We have no rules here. Love it. So the first one is wear stretchy pants. Permission to wear stretchy pants forever and always. Yep, yep. And the second one is permission to relax and find joy in 
that relaxation because we're mm. just taught to like, go, 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 go. You gotta be doing this. You gotta be doing that. Like fine. Five minutes permission to give yourself five minutes to relax and find joy in it. I feel like that's something that we don't remember enough in our day to day is to, to find joy and allow for joy. Yeah. Create the room for it. So good. So good. This has been such a beautiful episode and I'm glad we got through it and we did the thing even with Jill not here. We miss you You can Jill. do it. Hell yeah. We can do it. I believe it. Where can our beautiful <laughs> listeners find you online? So I've got Authentically Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, because I know there's a lot of different ways of spelling. AuthenticallyHaley.com. That will give you all the information on how to work with me, like a little bit more about me and my working style, all that stuff. And then you can also find me on Instagram at AuthenticallyHaley and eventually on a podcast, which will be announced when I feel like announcing it. (laughs) We love that. We love that. It'll come when it comes. The universe hasn't decided yet. Exactly. It'll come to me. Amazing. So make sure you check out Haley on her website or on Instagram. Both of those will be linked down below. And I noticed when we were talking that you also have an Oracle card pull offer that you're offering. Tell us all the deets. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you. So I'm doing Oracle card pulls for 45 minutes and it's going to be $111. So one, 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 bitch, we love it. And it's going to be 45 minutes of half that's going to be coaching and the other half is going to be Oracle card pulls. So yeah. Ooh, link to that will be down in the show notes. Be sure to check that out. And thank you so much again, Haley, for being a nice guest and a guinea pig for the first solo episode, (laughs) solo guest episode. Absolutely. You fucking killed it. it. Thanks. You killed it. We did so good. Amazing. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at wildly.balance. Check out our website, all that good stuff. And if you would like to be a guest, if you're a creative entrepreneur, we would love to interview you. It'd either be just me, just Jill, maybe both of us. You'll never know until you log on. So fill out the guest application on our website. Good night, everybody.